Behind the Bite podcast is part of a network of podcasts that are good for the world. Check out podcasts like the Full of Ship podcast, After the First Marriage podcast, and Eating Recovery Academy over at practiceofthepractice.com backslash network. Welcome to Behind the Bite podcast. This podcast is about the real-life struggles women face with food, body image, and weight. We're here to help heal, inspire, and create better, healthier lives. Welcome. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. As always, I am so happy to have you here. And whether this is your first time tuning in or you've listened before, I want to welcome you here and also encourage you to reach out to me. You really do have an impact on what I talk about on here and what type of guests I bring onto the show. So believe it or not, I really do read and listen to all of your messages and want you to make the content on here something that will be helpful and interesting to you. So head on over to BehindTheBitePodcast.com and send me a message. I really do listen. Uh, you know, for any of you who've listened to any of my podcasts before, you may have heard me say a time or two or 20 about something about the diet and beauty industry and how this 60 billion plus industry impacts us. Or perhaps you've heard me say something about the toxic diet culture we live in. And let's just say I am not a fan of either. And if you want to know more, you can definitely go back and find several podcasts that focus on these topics. So you may be asking, like, why am I mentioning this? It's because our guest today was someone who was part of the diet industry. She was someone who was very successful in selling some of those products and perpetuating those toxic messages. And so now you might be wondering, why on earth would I have a guest on here who was part of all of that? Well, it's for very good reason, actually, because she's here to talk about something that most people struggle with, which is the truth. And it is the truth that led her to walk away from all of her success and lead her to where she's at in her career and in her life today. So other than this brief introduction I'm just going to do, I'm not going to say any more about it. I'm going to let her tell you her story and her truth. Katie Bramlett started We Shape with the intention of advocating for people to stop focusing on the number on the scale and instead put their energy and efforts toward a more meaningful intention. We Shape's Higher product is rooted in intention, movement, community, and beliefs. Katie has a passion for bringing awareness to the toxic expectations placed on people in the fitness industry and believes that if we all unsubscribe to those messages, we can pave a new path that's rooted in self-acceptance, care, and kindness. All right. Well, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and have this meaningful conversation with you today. I am as well. And uh, I'm so curious, would you mind sharing with us like how you um, started, you know, where you're at now and like how you got here? Yeah. I mean, I always love to to give the context of how and why we started V-Shape. Um, so years ago, uh, my co-founder and I used to run a very successful fitness company. Uh, we had lots of followers. We had made the Inc. 500 three times. We were selling various digital fitness products to get six-pack abs and toned bodies. And, you know, from the outside, I always like to use the analogy of like my Instagram life looked really good. <laughs> I was running this business. We had a big team. 
Uh, we were doing really well, but I felt deeply unfulfilled. And I remember thinking like, I can't quite put my finger on it. Like what's going on that everything is aligned supposedly, and it just doesn't feel right. And, and the next steps that sort of came after that were me discovering that I was participating in a very toxic, uh, what we call toxic weight loss system. And once I sort of opened my eyes and realized that my intention was to help people, but the actuality of what we were selling and the system we were participating in was actually causing harm. So once I just discovered like, I can't be a part of this system anymore, everything radically changed. I decided we're not going to run that company anymore. We're going to start a new company that's rooted in different intentions that actually considers the physical and psychological and emotional implications of the products that we're selling, right? It's, it's kind of like, I looked at it like everyone around me in my industry was selling these products. And so it was hard to see what I was a part of because everyone was supporting the, the, the company mission that we were on. And so once I was able to say, you know what, this doesn't really serve the greater good. And collectively, we have to come together and evaluate this, the fitness industry as a whole and understand why the fitness industry exists. Um, and understand the values that were being placed on that industry. Then I decided we got to go a different way. And I'll tell you right off the bat, we after we spent two years making our product, um, we you know we're we're talking with different people in our industry, saying how we're kind of going to move away from weight loss and diets and all these things that have a lot of emotional and psychological harm on people. And we're going to be focusing on delivering a product that's rooted in self-care and movement. And we're going to, we're going to ditch the scale. Like people started looking at me, like I had three heads. They were like, you'll never be able to sell that product. Why are you going against the grain of our industry? And I just remember thinking, this feels very scary to, to, go against the norm and to put such financial risk and, and move away from a model that I knew was successful. But um, I have never felt better about that decision. And so WeShape is really rooted in people learning how to move in their body. So we're not doing fat exercises or max calorie burn or max output or working out seven days a week. We're all about learning how to connect and move with your body. We've created a product that's rooted in community and supporting one another and unsubscribing from diets and scales and calorie counting and learning that the connection with self and find, finding worth in yourself, wherever you might be in your health journey is the most important thing we can do. So it's been quite a wild ride, <laughs> but I have never looked back and I feel so much better about what we're putting into the world. No, and that I can imagine that would be scary. Like you said, you were so successful and you were obviously, I mean, this was your livelihood. And, you know, for anyone listening, could you explain to someone who might not be understanding, like what was so harmful about all that? Because, you know, out there in the world, all those things, exercise, diet, you know, all of that is seen as so quote unquote healthy and good for you. And the doing those things is seen as like what you people need to do to have longevity and seen as quote unquote fit. And so maybe people might be questioning like, well, why are those things harmful? How could those things be bad for you? I know I get those questions all the time. So like, what were you seeing that you're going, wait, this is actually not healthy, quote unquote healthier. These are, these are things that are harmful for people. 
Well, I mean, we had thousands of people who had purchased our products and um, all of them had the same story. Oh, I started the diet, but I didn't stick with it. And all of that was wrapped in self-judgment, criticism. Um, it, it, you know, it, it felt, and then people who were really sticking in with it were obsessive about it. And I was like, this doesn't, on the outside, like, because our culture supports this narrative, they're going to get, they're going to get a thumbs up. But when we actually look at the individual experiences, uh, they're wrapped in self-hatred, they're wrapped in self-criticism, they're wrapped in obsessive thinking and behaviors. Like, this is harmful, right? And then it's so funny because our culture supports a narrative that isn't even scientifically sound. We know that diets don't work. Like, the data shows us. I think it's something like 98% of diets don't work. I'd like to know the 2% that do because I actually think it's 100 and at what cost, even maybe those 2% that do, at what emotional cost? And it wasn't, to be honest with you, until I started evaluating my own relationship with exercise and my own relationship with food, I was like, I'm fine. I don't need to worry about those things. And then I was like, oh, no, you're completely neurotic about your food. You have food restrictions. You're like, this is actually not serving you. But since I was doing it and since the culture and the fitness industry was supporting my behavior, I had normalized it. So it wasn't until I said, pause, actually think about individual experiences, actually evaluate your own experience and look at historically, did all of those diets make you feel better about yourself? Did all of that pushing with the exercise and the, the judgment when you missed your workout day, did that actually serve you? And the answer was no and no and no and no, right? It just, I, I started just like sinking into the feelings that I was having around these experiences and they did not match what I really wanted for myself. But I think it's hard to separate sometimes because there's a lot of positive reinforcement around these behaviors that we normalize them. I cannot tell you how many people we've had on our podcast that were fitness models or fitness experts and or people who are achieving great things physically, great things in quotes. All of them have the same story. I had disordered eating. I was miserable. Um, everyone was applauding me, but inside I felt empty. So it's like, just extract the personal experiences or even evaluate how you really felt. Get truthful with yourself. I've done these things. Have they worked? And even if they did, was I even fulfilled and happy? And I've heard, that's why I said, I don't know where they get the 98 because I think it's 100. Because 100% of the stories I've heard are deeply, deep emotional distress, um, injuries, I mean, you name it. It's just nothing good came from it. And so I think it just takes time to pause and reflect and think, did these experiences actually create a feeling in my body that made me feel more connected to myself, that made me feel inner peace, that made me feel self-grace and self-kindness? And I think that once we start unraveling those feelings behind the behaviors and the quote unquote norm, we'll discover that something's really missing. Something's really off. No, absolutely. And I can like 100% agree with you with everything you're saying. These are the things I hear all the time. And it's it's always interesting to me when people say, no, doc, like it worked. That word worked. Or I no, I felt so much better when I was doing all those things. Like I felt so much quote unquote healthier. My body felt better. But I think to your point, if people really are honest with themselves, think about the day-to-day. -day. Like, what does your day-to-day -day revolve around? Like, how are you living your day-to-day -day life? Is it I mean, really one, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I discovered right off, 
right off the bat from my own personal experience was I didn't even realize how much I was thinking about all the decisions I was making, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, can't have gluten. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, make sure you do. And my thoughts were consumed. Well, you can't really, you can't really enjoy life <laughs> when your thoughts are consumed with what did I eat? Am I being healthy? Is that food quote unquote good or bad? Did I get my exercise in? And what I've allowed myself to do is get out of this like mental jail that I was in that was predicated on rules and belief systems that really did not serve me. So I like where I am now because I feel like I have this more fluidity in my life. Like when I work out now, it's because I want to. It's because I enjoy movement. Like the fitness industry has robbed us of connection with self and pleasurable experiences connected to food, pleasurable experiences connected to movement, and they've made exercise punishment, and they've made food into good or bad or to this or that or to this is the best way or this. It's like, what happens if we just say, I'm going to do an experiment, and I'm actually not going to follow those rules anymore, and I'm just going to wake up in the morning and ask myself what feels good for me today and just try that out. And I just started doing that. And after a couple of weeks and a couple of months and after time started going on, going on, I was like, my mind has so much more capacity for other things. I hadn't even realized what I was missing out on because my thoughts were so consumed with the diet and the exercise and the healthiest thing. It's like, there is this idea that like, if we pertain, if we follow certain rules, we're going to be healthy but we don't really understand the emotional toll that that takes on us. And let me tell you, there's a lot more to life than uh, deciding what your next meal is gonna be, making sure you follow a rule and making sure that you're getting the most exercise. I mean, like there is so much more to enjoy, but we don't even realize how consumed we are by it until we pause and experiment with a different way. I can imagine people listening going, okay, that sounds like the scariest thing ever. Like I wouldn't even know what, to do that would freak me out like to just wake up tomorrow and say okay I'm gonna just see what I want to do or eat what I want to eat like people would probably not even know what what to do or like they'd probably be like I need some guidance yeah did you find that for yourself or did I mean, I've been, I was really immersed in this, starting in this new world, right? So I was really doing a lot of interviews with intuitive eating coaches and psychologists. And so it, it was kind of organically unfolding in my personal experience. But what I have found for so many people is that a simple shift in mindset and a simple shift in intention can go so much further than we think. So this idea of like, I would really like to set an intention, to maybe start looking at these behaviors in a different way, or maybe start examining um, some of the beliefs that I've been buying into to see if those serve me. Mm -hmm. And to maybe potentially go down a different path. I think that alone can kind of organically open doors that we didn't even know could be open. Does that make sense? It's sort of like when you ask the universe for like, I want to try this other way. Like, I feel like the doors just kind of organically unfold. So I didn't really follow a prescriptive path, but I started with that intention. And that intention just was one little door after one little door after one little door that allowed me to go down this journey. And in all transparency, I'm still on the journey. I still find myself all the time labeling foods good or bad or this or that. And then I just go, oh, there, there's that old pattern. There's that old belief system popping up again. 
And I try just to not judge the judgment. <laughs> and, um, but I do believe it starts with just that kind of simple intention. And I think that if you ask for that and you have that intention, you don't have to worry so much about what the plan is. Just bask in that small, small, like I like to think about it as like the door was closed to that idea before. And I'm just going to crack the door and see what happens as a little experiment. That's bad. You know, I think that that is so key, having that awareness like, oh, this is popping up again. This is what is happening and not judging yourself because I think that judgment is, you know, it's so harmful. And that there's also a book I like deeply recommend that really opened my eyes by Alex Light called You Are Not a Before Photo. Uh, And it have you read this one? No, but I love that title. And what I liked about this one is she just cut to the chase. She was like, this is how you've been fooled. This is how you've been fooled. This is toxic. This is toxic. This is toxic. And my mind just went, I had no idea I was participating in that. Hmm. And I think sometimes we think that we have to have the path paved in order for us to make change. But I also think that's like a false belief, right? It's like just being open and cracking the door sometimes is enough for a whole slew of new beliefs and opportunities to come in. So I like to encourage people not to be overwhelmed by this, but to just crack the door to possibility and to just be open-minded. Like I started doing things like I bought a book called Food is Not Medicine, right? Because it challenged my belief that it was. So uh, two, three years ago, you would have, I would have given you a thousand reasons why that book was, should not ever be sold. And here I am buying it now, right? But that all stemmed from just cracking the door to having an open mind and having the opportunity for other possibilities that may better serve me. I invited that intention in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm just wondering like how on earth, you know, so people were like naysayers to you, like, oh, you can't make this transition. No one's going to like buy into this or like, how did you start to make that transition out of like what was so popular and the norm to like what you're doing now? Well, it's the same thing that I did when I discovered I was part of a system I didn't want to be a part of anymore. It was like the, 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 my Instagram life boxes were checked, but the feeling I had inside was really bad. And so I started going, that feeling is leading me down the path that I need to go. Now, we don't live in a culture that values that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I had to recognize that and say, well, some people aren't going to understand this feeling that you're talking about, but you are going to get in touch with that feeling. And that's how you're going to make decisions. So I, you know, I, we're still on this path. We're in the middle of getting funding for this business. And people are like, nah, nah. And I'm like, okay, we get a lot of no's for funding. And I'm like, they don't understand what we're trying to do. And so whenever I, I move to my mind, to my head around, oh no, am I making the right decision? I pause and I go, what's the feeling that you have inside? And I just keep letting that lead my path because I've gone the other way. I've done all the things that I was supposed to do and there, there was an alignment. And so I, I'm not going to go back to that anymore. So um, I think it's to value the feelings that you have inside and to let that be your North Star and to recognize that sometimes that feeling inside in that North Star is going to be counter to what everyone else is telling you. And that's okay. That's totally okay. And one of the ways that I've combated that is um, through my community. So um, I'm, I'm really intentional with the people I surround myself with because it does get 
hard after a while to say, I'm going to go with this feeling that better serves me. But then social media and television and movies and friends and all these things around me are telling me different. I got to shift how I'm participating in those messages so that I can have more alignment with the feeling that I'm having inside. Um, it's another reason I um, incorporated community into WeShape. So we have like daily community calls because I knew that people were going to need the support because they're going to go have lunch with their friend who's like ordering, you know, soup and a salad and saying, look, I have to can't keep do my calorie counting. I knew that people were going to be like exposed to that. So I was like, how do I provide a safe space for people to go where they feel the magnitude and the, the community element that supports this new belief system? So it was one, trusting that feeling and knowing that it was going to be difficult because it, that feeling wasn't going to match with the cultural value system. And then it was slowly integrating people and information and things into my life that had alignment with that North Star for myself. Yeah, I think that's that's so powerful. I even find that in my own practice. I'm very honest with people and say, look, you might meet with me an hour a week or you might be in group an hour and a half and you know, you're in this little bubble where we're talking about these things and feeling the support, but you go out into the real world and there's several, several more hours where you're bombarded with diet culture and the messages and hearing people talk about diets and to your point, like exposed to other people talking about all these other things. And you might come back and you'd be like, oh, no, like everything we talked about is like wrong. Right. And yeah. like, how do you combat that? And it's hard. It's very hard. It's really hard. And I remind people like social media can be an amazing way for people to connect with one another. It can be also extremely harmful. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things I ask people to do when they join WeShape is go ahead and go on your social media and just start unfollowing because uh, our beliefs are formed by the things and information and people around us. So we just, I think in our culture, in our society, we don't value this process of pausing and sitting with ourselves to check in how we feel about that. We uh, get validation from the outside and we make decisions from that space. And I really want to encourage people to start checking in with themselves and getting that validation from within and being honest with yourself. Oh, I really like following this person, but if I'm really honest with myself, they kind of make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. They kind of make me reach for things outside of myself to make me happy. So I'm gonna, and I do this thing where I'm like, I'm just going to unfollow them. And if I'm still thinking, I can always refollow them later. But um, I think curating your community and your experience with what you watch and what you read and who you spend your time with are incredibly valuable and a good use of your time. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's true too. If you start following one person who's like promoting one thing, then you start getting more feed that sends the same message. And so it can seem like the whole world is like having the same message. And that's like, oh, everybody thinks this. And so to your point, if you start unfollowing people that have the diet, you know, toxic messages about things, then, you know, you'll start getting feed with people like yourself who are sending these other messages, um, which is great. Yeah. Again, you know, that's, that's the whole point is then you'll start creating a world where you're exposed to messages about other things that promote like, you know, intuitive eating or listening to your body or, you know, other messages about movement that isn't so harsh and like all about, you know, burning X amount of calories and like doing things that are harmful to your body. 
And I'll just do a shameless plug. If people want to go to our uh, social media account, We Shape Podcast, we have a ton of guests who are like, who have like social media followings, who are great people to follow. So you could literally just like scroll down, click on the person and then follow them. So it's not only about unfollowing people, it's about creating new community that have shared aligned values, right? So um, I always try to bring people on the podcast who are, who have done the old way, uh, gone through their own level of, you know, struggling and, 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 and suffering through that and have paved a new path and are ready to kind of join forces. So um, I think that it's totally feasible for us to shift the narrative, to create a new path, to expose some of the toxic messages. And I feel like, you know, I had to sit in a lot of shame around the business that I was participating in before. Um, and I knew if I could just sit in it and work through it, that good could come from it. And one of the things that came from it is I deeply understand what people are trying to sell you and why they're trying to sell it, you it. And it's not because they have your best interest at heart. Or maybe they think that they do, but they really don't understand the implication of what they're trying to sell. So I don't want to say people are maliciously doing anything, um, but when I, I don't think that there are very many fitness companies out there who have stopped to think about the implication psychologically, socially, um, emotionally, or physically that their products and services might have on people. So um, I've been there. So even though it was painful to uncover some of those things, I'm glad I went through that because... Now I can kind of expose a little bit of what's going on behind the door, the closed door. No, and I so appreciate that because um, I think, you know, there is so much talk, at least I've talked on here, on here a lot about the diet and beauty industry and how many billions of dollars they make and how powerful they are. They have such a loud voice. And so to your point, the more voices we can get that speak, you know, the truth and get the word out there to your point, like follow other people that are saying messages like yours and, you know, connect with those voices and build that community. The louder those voices get, the louder those messages get, the narrative can shift and change. I mean, it's slow moving, but I so appreciate even you being on here and saying that and saying, hey, go to my social media, connect with the people that have been on my podcast, because that's the whole point of me even having you on here. It's like, how mm. do we start changing the narrative, getting more voices out here? Like, Something has to shift, even if it's slow. And and the reality is, is if we as a community come together collectively and shift the value system, the fitness industry can't sell those things anymore. The only reason why they can sell us, you know, weight loss products or diets or crazy exercise programs is because we have a value that we need to look a certain way in order to feel worthy. And if we can shift that value, they don't have a market anymore. So to me, it's it's about, you know, one, educating people on the fitness industry and where they have tried, but where they have gone, you know, really wrong. And, you know, giving people, I feel like the, the best thing I've been able to do with WeShape is I just want to give people permission to just fully embody like self-acceptance wherever they are in their health and wellness journey, right? Like to me, I feel like a lot of people don't stick with programs um, because they're not really designed with the, the person's best interest at heart, but also because a lot of these programs ask us to come in and even on a conscious or subconscious level, ask us to change something about ourselves, right? I'm joining this so that I can change something about myself so that I can feel better. And I was like, we cannot do that. We ask 
nothing of our community other than join our community and we're here for your support. And we want to give you a product that's rooted in movement and connection with body and a community of people who can support uh, wherever you are. Right. And so I, I, I just think we have to understand why these things are the way they are. And it's because our, our culture values the idea that there's one body type that, that we can get our self-worth from looking a certain way. And I promise you, you can't, I mean, I really promise you self-worth does not come from a certain number on a scale or for from how you look physically. It really just does not come from that. And so it's kind of like, if we can just call it all out and say, okay, we can expose this. My hope is that people will shift their value systems and cling to something else. And then we can start making products and, and providing services to people from that space. So it's not about like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's about saying we can have a fitness industry, but it needs to look different and it needs to stem from a different value system before we can act so that we can actually really serve the human being behind the product or the service. Mm-hmm. No, well, so well said. I mean, I wish that message was just much louder. And so I'm wondering, like, you know, people listening might be going, okay, so if they joined your community, like, what would they experience? Like, what, what is your community? Say somebody does go on, like, what, what's different about your community now versus like, what you were providing before? Yeah, well, um, it's not sexy. And that's why I think investors have given a lot of pushback. But um <laughs> Uh, our 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 product is rooted in four pillars. It's rooted in movement, so not crazy trendy exercises that are pushing you to you know. It's rooted in movement and connection with body. Um, it's rooted in community. It's rooted in intention. So like shifting the intention around, I want to look a certain way to I want to feel connected to self. And it's rooted in beliefs, right? We can't all of the decisions and behaviors we act out of come from belief systems. So that's why we started the podcast. And that's why we provide educational resources for our community so they can better understand um, some of the toxic messages that come with the traditional fitness industry. So we offer people um, at home, uh, extremely personalized, customized workouts um, that are rooted in figuring out what their particular body needs. So it's it's kind of complicated. There's a lot of exercise science and technology that deliver the the workouts, but essentially people just push play and they get to interact with the workout and scale up or scale down as they're moving. And we constantly reiterate, this is not about doing the hardest exercise. This is not about burning calories. This is about feeling your body, connecting with your body and learning how to move in your body so that you feel good. So that's like what the programming is rooted in. Um, and then we offer community calls. We have a couple calls a week that are Q&As with our head coach. So sometimes people will get this customized workout, but then they still have questions like, oh, my shoulder's still bothering me or this is still happening. And so they can have like real FaceTime with some of our head coaches so that they can get some questions answered. And then we have um, community support calls where we just check in on one another and, and build connection. So um, when, you know, and they're not rooted in how much weight did you lose? In fact, I actually ask people not to talk about that. Um, like, we're, we're not interested in that. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, you've come to the wrong place. We're interested in how are you doing? Like, how's your week going? Uh, do you need support from this community in a way that you might have a hard time asking for? You know, I recently had a call, I lead one of the calls and I had a, a woman on the call who was like, oh, I didn't know if I could come today because I haven't done my workout in two weeks. 
And I said, oh, I'm really sorry that you're feeling a lot of self-judgment around that you didn't do the workout, but we actually don't have an expectation of how frequently you should be doing the workout. Like we actually just ask you to do what you can. And when you miss the workouts, we actually ask that you give yourself kindness and compassion and grace. Um, I'm not here to motivate you into your workouts. I'm here to offer you kindness and community and support. And I remember just watching the pressure lift off of her shoulders. Like, wait, I don't, I, I, I'm still worthy even if I don't do the workouts. I'm like, I miss workouts all the time. Like, it's not about how many your workouts you're doing. It's about, are you, you know, do you have a, a landing place that's full of kindness and compassion when you have an off week and you don't do your workout? Fine. That's no, we're not, we're not asking. In fact, I've been really particular with our head of product saying like, I really want to be careful about giving a lot of badges or rewards or for completing workouts because I just feel like that's missing the whole point, right? Um, so we have the community and then the way we're kind of tackling the beliefs pillar is we launched our podcast. We have guests like yourself on, um, intuitive eating coaches so that we can sort of debunk some of the myths behind the messages that we've had. So I really think that if we can provide sort of a platform that's rooted in movement and addressing the sort of social change and the community, along with bringing in experts who can help us dissect some of our own beliefs, I think that that creates more of a holistic approach so that the whole human is being addressed, not just this like physical part, if that makes sense. I know that was a lot, but. <laughs> no, that's great. I think that's wonderful. And I know that's very, um, it's probably very disheartening for people to kind of push you aside and not believe in you. But I think it's very courageous at the same time to keep moving and going forward. And um, despite kind of the naysayers to you know, really have this vision and want to move forward because it's so needed and it's everything you're promoting is, is true and it's honest. And, you know, if we're talking about, I hate to use the word quote unquote healthy, but it's, it's, it really is what is healthy for people psychologically, emotionally, and even, you know, physically, you know, all these, I was just reading an article the other day about how all these really crazy hard workouts are actually quite the opposite for the body. They're really doing a lot of damage and causing a lot of injuries. And, you know, over-exercising is very detrimental to the body. It's actually, you know, people want to be quote unquote healthy, but it's, you know, in the pursuit of weight loss, right? That's triggering for anyone. But I'm saying that in the sense of like, it's, it's not helping you. Uh, it's not helping the body to be physically healthy or well. Yeah. And I think what you're saying and what we're trying to do is redefine what the word healthy means, right? We had a belief system that if we're adhering to a diet or adhering to a number on a scale or adhering to a workout plan, that that was quote unquote healthy. And what I'm trying to say is given my experience in working with thousands of clients, it's not. Mm -hmm. And there is a better way that, that actually examines, okay, if we really have the physical best interest of a human being in, in mind, what does that workout program look like? Okay, if we have the emotional well-being and, and the best interest of the human behind the product, what does that look like, right? So it's it's evaluating um, it through a different lens. And I unfortunately can attest to the idea that the lens that the traditional fitness industry looks through it is through the lens of profit, mm-hmm. right? So um, I'm trying to look at it through the lens of what's best for the world, what's best for the human being using the product and joining our community. 
And that might not be sexy for an investor, but I'm still here and I'm still going. (laughs) And the people who join our community thank me all the time. And honestly, it's their stories and it's watching them become liberated from this toxic cycle that keeps me going. It's like watching women. I had this one woman on, she's 70 years old. And she said, I never knew I was allowed to love myself. I was always criticized for my body. Um, She goes, I've been, you know, doing your workouts and coming to the community calls. And like, I haven't even cared about the scale. I just feel better in my body. I don't care what my body looks like. I just feel so good. And I just love that I have permission to look at myself in a new way. And like, I've never felt more connected with myself and I've never really cared less about what other people think. And it's those stories that make me go, yes, this is the right path. This is what's cultivating that feeling inside that I was missing from before. That is amazing, right? I mean, and that's it right there. That's for anyone listening like that. That's it. Everyone's trying so hard to white knuckle it to get to that level of like loving yourself being connected with yourself and it's going about it in the wrong way. And it's, I love what you're doing. And, you know, I'm sure people listening are, okay, so how do we get connected here? How do, how do people find you, Katie? How do they get connected with your community? So you can just go to Mm weshape.com. We have people take a quiz so that we better understand like what their physical needs are. We ask them sort of what their goals are. I like to warn people that we do ask in our current quiz, like if your goal is weight loss. And I do that not because I'm going to help them facilitate that, but because if that answer isn't on there, a lot of people won't proceed forward. So it's like a lot of people are going to come to, I always say this, like a lot of people come to us with that in mind. And then I go, surprise, you joined a different program. (laughs) And so I want to be able to have the people who still believe that that's the way, like have an opportunity to be exposed to a different way, if that makes sense. So don't be deterred by the quiz. If one of the questions is, are you here for weight loss? You can say, you know, yes or no. We have many options as to why you're here. But I have that in there because I was noticing if I didn't have that in there, I wasn't giving people an opportunity who believed that was the way to be exposed to something else. Uh, so you go to weshape.com. We learn a little bit about your body so we can get you in the best workout program. And then, uh, once you're, uh, a part of the program, you log in, you can do a workout whenever you want. And then we have daily community calls where you can, uh, join and ask questions to our head coaches. If you're having pain, connect with community. Um, we also are going to be launching a podcast discussion group once a week where we can, you know, have a guest expert on. And um, then we can have a a discussion together in our community about what that episode felt like for everyone else. So it's just a great way to start unwinding some of the belief systems we have, find connection and community that's on a different path, and participate in a workout program that's not centered around crazy exercises or burning calories or weight loss. It's centered around connecting with your body. Like the first five minutes of our workouts are learning how to breathe deep belly breaths. Like... This is people think that they have to sweat and almost throw up in order to be quote unquote healthy. And I'm telling you, it's doing way more damage in the long run. Um, And so we have developed an exercise product that is rooted in exercise science and what is best for the human being using the product. So yeah, you can just check us out at weshape.com. We're on all social media platforms. We have two different social handles. One is just at weshape, which is just all movement based um, 
uh, content. And then we have We Shape Podcast, which talks a lot about like some of these belief systems and messages from toxic weight loss culture. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm sure people will be headed on over there. So um, any last final words before we end? Um, I think, I think that's everything. I'm so grateful to be given this platform and to have an opportunity just to share this, um, journey and this mission. And I hope it resonates with your followers. Absolutely. Thank you so very much. Thank you. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.